This is episode number 89, The Weight of Your Words, with Rodolfo D'Angeli. Welcome, my name is Oleg Lohi, and this is the Overcoming Odds Podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your fullest potential. Before we jump into today's episode, I'd like to make a brief announcement and give a shout out to our review of the week, which comes from Michelle Madrid Branch. Connection and community matter. It's essential for every person, and especially for the adopted person. Moving to a place of deeper understanding, and ultimately, to a place of healing, cannot be done alone, in isolation. It's through community and connecting with others, traveling a similar journey that we learn an empowering truth. We are not alone. We also discovered the power of our own stories and the power we hold to transform our stories and overcome the odds. Overcoming odds is a source of community and connection, empowerment, and healing. In a world that works to silence us and marginalize us as adoptees, this organization is a catalyst for change and a source of tremendous good. Thank you so much, Michelle, for the kind words and your wonderful review. If you want to be featured on our review of the week, go ahead and leave us one on iTunes, Facebook, or Google. It is that easy to do so. Also, if you haven't checked out any of our upcoming events, feel free to do so at overcomingodds.today forward slash events. These are experiences created by other community members from the Overcoming Odds tribe, where you will get a chance to hear their stories from all over the country, as well as opportunities to share your own story. Once again, for more information, please go to overcomingodds.today forward slash events. Now, let's get back to our guest. This week's conversation features Rodolfo D'Angeli. He's a speaker, podcaster, and a workshop facilitator. Tune in as we dive deep into owning our decisions, looking for lessons within our adversities, ways to work through depression and anxiety, developing your inner GPS, finding freedom, serving others, and many other topics. Without further ado, please welcome Rodolfo D'Angeli. Yeah, life has been uh, life has been a dance since the beginning, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been given away when I was eight months old. So my parents uh, they migrated from uh, from Italy to Switzerland, and um, then uh, I popped out in in '69. You know, <laughs> they were coming from the poverty and and all that. So they uh, they wanted to to make some money. So they they thought the best thing to do is to give me away. So I was eight months old, and um, mm-hmm. I grew up with different foster parents because um, they would they would get me home on a, on a Friday afternoon um, and bring me back on Sunday. So for eleven years, I have no idea who my parents are. Oh, you wow. know, 
because I'm constantly shifting from family to family um, and seeing my parents um, on the weekend for for 30 hours, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm growing up, uh, you know, fitting in everywhere and trying to find my spot and, and, you know, going to new families that have kids and everything like that. And there I am again, you know, and uh, so... Uh, my parents would always say, you know, you go there, you, you just stay still, you just don't talk and you just don't cry, don't do nothing, you know, because eventually when I grew up a little bit older, they would say, if, if you if you make dramas a problem, they mm-hmm. will give you away and then there is nobody looking for you after you, you know, so it was the beginning of my life was, was quite, uh, quite a challenge because I, I didn't know where I fitted in. I didn't know who my parents were. And um, that really made me really socially awkward eventually because every time I would go home, they would give me gifts, mm. right? And um, and I would always ask, am I coming home? You know, especially when I was older. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they would say, no, no, you, you got to go back, you know. But every time I would come home, there was this gift waiting for me. So later on in life, even in, you know, uh, my, I don't know, I'm in 10, 11, 12, I would associate gift to get love. Mm. So I would go to school, I would go places and, and always bring something and always try to overstretch and try to fit in. Mm-hmm. Because to me, I, I didn't understand that, that thing of how do I get love here, you know? And then eventually they gave me to my, to my auntie and my uncle in Italy uh, which I stayed away three years from them, nearly four years. Um, and then the challenge became when, you know, started when I came home, when they when they decided to have me back, and I was about 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And then I started, you know, having a problem because then I don't know these people. You know, I absolutely don't know these people, and they are expecting from me to be a certain way. Um, and what I used to always do was was over um pleasing and, and and all of that you know and eventually got sexually assaulted um when when i was 12 years old because i didn't realize what the guy was doing you know it, it was it was a cousin of mine mm-hmm. um, so life was was um quite rocky you know at the beginning throughout probably my life started to change Man, I, I would say 10 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, because from then I moved out of home. I was 19 years old, entered a relationship, which I didn't know how to be in because, you know, I was allowed to go out of home when I was 18 and a half. Till then, my parents would keep me at home and I wouldn't be allowed to have any friends. I wouldn't be allowed to uh, bring anybody home. So I'm constantly by myself trying to make fictitious people around me that play with me and all that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually I moved out of home, I was 19 years old, um, entered a relationship and got married. Got married, but again, you know, I I was a very bad husband. I uh, was very jealous, very possessive, because uh, my dad was like that with my mom. So, you know, copying... And trying to, today I realize, at the time I didn't, unfortunately for my ex-wife, um, but I, 
it was a way for me to connect with my dad. So if I'm like him, he will love me because we are the same. Mm -hmm. So I started to do all these weird connection and weird ways of connecting to people. And eventually we got married and four months later, I find her with someone else. Mm. Dude, what is life, man? What is this about? You know, so um, that broke up, moved on, entered uh, some weird, you know, then at that stage, you're probably about 24, 25 years old. And from being that over-delivering guy, that over-stretching guy, the guy that doesn't know nothing and doesn't know how, I became very radical, very crazy. And um, I had clubs in, in Switzerland and, and, and things like that. And I, and I got into the wrong crowd mm-hmm. right? and, uh, and eventually ended up in jail. You know, so um, came out of there, I had nothing, no money, nothing. And there I am, homeless, eating out of trash cans, you know? And I'm like, man, something is, is going on in my life. What is going on here? What is, why is this happening to me, you know? And eventually, you know, we're now nearly 2000, uh, 2001, and I decided to move. I had to go, you know? I had to leave everything and, and everything behind and move to Australia. Wow. And it was great, you know? It was great because I came here no language, nothing, you know, um, trying to start again. Um, and I thought all my problems were gone, you know. I woke up in the morning, I used to wake up in the morning, and uh, I found this place close to a golf course, you know. And um, and at night, I would sometimes I would go out there and sit, I would lay under the flag on the, on the, on the, you know, on the, um, at the end of the, of the, of the, mm-hmm the game you know so um and i'm looking at this flag looking behind me i'm like i'm gonna make it you know i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna get out of this but a year after when all the excitement and all the you know the the new things and everything you know became a regular thing i started to get anxiety and depression and all that stuff started to come on you know, which at the time, again, I didn't understand why. And I tried to do everything possible to get away from it. But, um, you know, eventually my dad passed away. I didn't have money to go to his funeral. And I'm 36 at that stage, you know, I'm absolutely broken. And uh, in 2010, I uh, contemplated uh, suicide. So I'm in my garage looking at this rope. Actually, it was a rope and a chain, and I debated for weeks, what should I do? You know, which one should it be? Um, and uh, and at that stage, I was married again, and Grace, my wife, um, she always thought I would go into the, the gym, you know, my gym was in the garage, and uh, but I would come out, I wasn't sweating, you know, and she said, you didn't train, you know. And eventually, my pain was so bad, so bad that I said to her, this is, this is what I'm doing, you know, this is, um, I gotta get out of here, you know, I can't do this anymore. But um, that was the moment that, that, you know, how they say the epiphany moment, you mm-hmm. know, when, when everything, um, I understood all the lessons, you know, there were lessons 
that prepared me for something way bigger that at the time I didn't I didn't yet know, but but I knew that um, there was something bigger. It's impossible you going through so much things for no reason, you know. Um, and then you know the first time what what really got me to turn the boat around was stopping the blaming game you know and and stopping from being a victim and become a victor you know that was the key point you know and and seeing well yes in, in my childhood was rough and eventually i grew up and from that moment to here everything i did was due to me every every single choice i made was was my choice mm-hmm. so i blame my mother or or my dad or my brother that wasn't there or all this stuff you know and i think that's the first time i came home you know but you know so i, I got a coach after that it, it helped me out a lot and it was a kind of a transition a transition which was was better but not good yet mm. right and eventually I built my business up, you know, I had this broken business and bought it up to seven figures and, um, you know, really successful and it's everything like that. construction business, right? Yeah, yeah. Had a construction business and um, all of a sudden, you know, everything is moving, everything is great, you know, and um, and life started to give me so many things you know, and the um, being able to see the little things, you know, uh, I really realized that it wasn't about the money. It wasn't about all of that. That's when I started working with people, you know, and thinking, okay, all the lesson I learned, they have to be passed on. So that's when I started to work with people and, um, you know, connecting with my wife much more and, and um, travel to Peru. Eventually, I traveled to Peru and discovered shamanism, mm. you know, and, uh, and I went that, down that route for, for many years and uh, got to put my cat away because she's traveling on top of, the, <laughs> of this table. Um, and everything was great. And last year, as I, I see the progress of my life, it's just constant, right? So we are flying high. Everything is great. And... Um, we entered this business venture, and uh, the the guy that we are in this venture in goes bankrupt. You mm. know, his his calculation in his stuff was out, and um, and we fell with him. So we last year we lost all our wealth, the company, one of our companies, everything was gone. And on top of that, and on top of that, um, my wife got cancer. You know, and I'm like, hang on a second, what's going on here? What what history is repeating again? You know, where where did I miss something? You know, um, and believe it or not, man, it has been the best year of my life. Why? Really, because it took away what I wasn't loving anymore. It was a pretend. Yes, there was success and everything like that, but it wasn't me anymore. And it was years that I said, okay, I want to become a coach full time. 
and mm-hmm. have to share the story and I want to help as many people as I possibly can. But I'm attached to something that, you know, gives me so much material stuff mm-hmm. that wasn't me anymore. You know, it wasn't, um, yeah, I enjoy good stuff, but it, it wasn't how my life was going since many years. I just didn't, didn't want to see that, you know. And uh, so we went through the whole situation with my wife and uh, and um, built something new, which is which is moving greatly and uh, and life is great, you know. That's incredible. And, and yeah. So that thinking back, where am I coming from, you know? And uh, and even you know when when Grace was diagnosed, you know, you, you come out of there and you have that that um, diagnosis echoing in your brain you know it's like what and i remember we're standing outside in the car park and i'm and i said um there is no way no way that this will take us down not a chance you know and and i remember we came home um and i wrote it down where am i right now in my life where am i you know and and I call it a GPS game, hmm. you know, where am I right now? Because if you don't know, a lot of people think, well, if I don't know where I'm going, I can't get there, and which is the absolute truth. But if you don't know where you're at, you ain't getting there at all. You can't get there either. Yeah, that's right. You know, so for me, it was, okay, where am I right now? What can I do right now? You know, and the first thing to do was to be of support. We have support. Mm-hmm. The money, all that, that's okay. We got other things, other streams of income and, and all that stuff. That will work itself out. But are we going to crawl under the blanket like I used to do? Mm-hmm. Or are we standing tall and say, okay, that's where we're at. And that's where we're going. And that's how it's going to look like. So why do I want to get there? Why is that so compelling for us to get there? And then how are we going to go there? Mm. You know, and this year has been all of these things together. Grace, thank God, is 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 cancer free. Um, you know, and and I'm doing what I love doing. Finally, you know, in 50 years, uh, I turned 15 in August. Um, and yeah, man, uh, it's been a blessing. So all the things that happened, it's been a blessing because. I believe all the things that happen to you teach you a new language. Yes. You know, they yes. teach you a new language and you went across to someone and he starts talking about abandonment. Oh, yeah, I can speak that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sexual abuse. Oh, I got that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned that. Um, you know, divorce or, or whatever, jail time or, mm-hmm. you know, homelessness and all that stuff. You know, life covered me, you know, and I'm, and I'm truly, I'm blessed to, to have been able to receive that and now being able to, to speak the language with, with the many people that I work with. So, um, that's really fascinating, you know, the, the things you went through and in, in the, your story in general, because as you mentioned, there's so many different themes and experiences that you went through in your lifetime. And as I was going through your own story and be- trying to better understand the different themes that you've covered. I mean, I was coming across your topics talking about foster care and the times where you were speaking about depression and anxiety and, and, and everything. And, you know, the reason why I'm, I'm able to relate and 
quote unquote speak your language as well as I've lived similar steps, I've lived similar yeah. similar paths. Sure. It's actually very ironic that behind you there's a phrase that's called "Never forget why you started." Yeah. This morning I came across a post and I and I posted it word for word. I said, "Never forget why you started." And <laughs> no matter how difficult it gets, it can always be worse. Oh yeah. So you always have to understand why did you start this to be mm-hmm. at the beginning? You know, what are Absolutely. you pursuing? And and the the topic that you and I were briefly getting into was this whole concept of happiness and, and excitement. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're very different things, and I think sometimes we we misunderstand them and we think it's the same thing. That what gets me excited right now is going to lead to some form of happiness. But mm-hmm. the, the two are very different because happiness is, is, is defined, I think, in my eyes as this state where you can be at peace, enjoy. And I, I think the other thing about happiness also is that you don't necessarily know where it comes, you know, mm-hmm. because sometimes it comes and goes. Absolutely. And so how do you maintain that state? Because getting excited, you can do that. You can watch a video, you can listen to something and get excited about it. And I guess similar thing could be true for happiness. But in your life, based on all the things that you were going through, mm-hmm. how were you able to determine the difference? I mean, you spoke about being homeless, being in jail, being in foster care, and losing your business, having your wife go through cancer. Mm-hmm. During all of those adversities, how did you def- still narrow down for yourself what happiness looked like at the end of the day? It's mm, a great question. Um, you know, I never, I never defined myself. Even in those times, I never defined myself to the things that happened to me. Mm-hmm. I remember, I remember when I was in jail. I never lost my freedom. You know, there was a way inside of me. I knew always, even it was all fucked up and all crazy in my life, but I knew that that it was different. I lived my, honestly, in my craziness, I always did what I wanted to do. Mm. Right? And I paid for it. Mm-hmm. And I that you pay for everything you do. Which is the, which is great. It keeps everything, you know, fair. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember a person one day, to, uh, time ago, told me, uh, you know, when I was talking about my story and and uh, regrets and things like that, and he told me, Rodolfo, never regret something that when you at the moment you didn't, you were happy. Mm. Don't choose to do it again if it's an, if it's not right. But if you were okay, if you were happy at that moment, don't regret. Just change. Don't do it if it's mm-hmm. not. And thinking back about even when I was in jail or I was homeless, there was always great things happening. You know, people that I met and things like that that inspired me. Um, but excitement to me is very important in my life. Mm-hmm. It's super important. Like even when Grace was diagnosed with cancer, I was excited because I was like, 
is this your best shot you got now? Let's go. Let's go. I ain't going nowhere. I have all day. And I'm not sure if you do, whatever that energy is. Mm -hmm. So it's like, let's go again. Yeah, of course. No problem. You know, I remember when they towed away our car. This is how serious everything got, you know. Mm -hmm. We say, oh, my God, you know, you, you, you were... You know, you, you, you lost your car and whatever. Like, dude, I didn't, I didn't drive my truck for years. How fun is that? I remember when I bought it, hmm. you know. I, I tried to see, and Grace is that all the time, because now she's coming up to that one-year period of going back and, and do some checks. So she's going through a little bit of a rough time. Um, but I... I tell her all the time, man, it's all going to be all right. Because if you have fun, if you if you can find the excitement during that time, everything is okay. Mm -hmm. If we to be all right, if I get if I get to an hour, or if I get to this place, or I buy this, then I'm going to be happy, or then I'm I'm going to feel this particular way. What are you doing right now till you get there? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna put your life on hold, your emotions on hold, the excitement of hold, happiness that you are able to go to perhaps what's, what's gonna be, but what if it doesn't? What are you gonna do then? It's always so gonna be didn't... put on hold. Right, constantly, your life is constantly on hold, you know, and 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 the many times, even on, on on social media, when I when I interact with people, especially, you know, the depression and the anxiety um, pages and things like that, I had many times the, the the chat to who holds these places, these groups or whatever, and I'm like, what are you doing? You have hundred thousand followers. Mm -hmm. What are you doing to help those people? Get out of it, mm -hmm. rather than keep on posting things that keeps that person right there because he feels that he's part of a group. Mm -hmm. I'm depressed. We all depressed, so we are cool. You know, no, you're missing life, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And me. I believe it's a massive waste if you let your life just go through your fingers just because you're waiting for something or you're constantly giving your energy and thinking about things that happen and and blame and and, and you know regret or 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 resent you know I was abused as a child, and t t this is why today I'm like that. Mm -hmm. oh. No. What have you learned about? I'm curious to know what you've learned about your community during those difficult times. Because what I've experienced in my lifetime is that, even though most of the times the answers are truly within us, and it's mm -hmm. a matter of time of tapping into those answers and tools, but I also believe that connecting with other people has helped me in a lot of these challenging circumstances. What did you learn about your community? You know, was was everyone that was there at the beginning of the adversity, were they also there throughout it and at the end of it? 
or did this <laughs> circle get smaller and smaller? <laughs> it got... <laughs> it got tiny, dude. <laughs> it got freaking small, man. Really small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How were you? How were you able to let go? Ultimately, the people that oh, weren't meant to be a part they of your made tribe. Me a favor, dude. They made me a favor. Mm-hmm. You know, they allowed me to not having to take that decision when I realized, you know, who I was and uh, how short I was, you know, selling myself or giving myself. You know, um, even the last year, man, we used to have fifty people parties in this home. Mm-hmm. Fifty. 60 people parties, the door was open, there was champagne everywhere, food and drinks and everything, cigars and mm-hmm. you name it. And it was great people coming through. But when things collapsed, not many of those, you know, not many. So it gave, gets me to be more aware, you know, and got me to recognize as well that some of my traits are still around if I if I'm not aware enough. So the mm. overing, the over delivering, you know, the don't worry, I'll do it for you kind of thing. Or, you know, do you want a glass of water? Yeah, hang on, I'll bring it to you. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a stretch. You know, just stay comfortable. And I learned over the years that I'm happy to come halfway. You know, I'm happy to. Put around uh, a hand around your shoulders and and help you, man. I I, I would never let you go, but don't drag your feet. Mm. I can't carry you, you know. I can't carry you, and I believe, you know, the when you when you when you enter this saving the the world syndrome, mm-hmm. a lot of pressure on your shoulders. You know, where when you are there for someone, you're truly there 100%, but you allow the person to empower itself to do what it needs to do, to take the steps and know, yeah, I got someone here Mm -hmm. and and together we're going to go there. He's not going to let me go. She's not going to let me go. But she's also allowing me to find my strength, which is... For me, one of the biggest lessons I learned, because if you keep doing it for for others, never gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So for me, the circle became smaller, and the things that needed to do myself became bigger. Mm-hmm. So in the end, it empowered me to do them, because there was no other one to do them for me, mm-hmm. but also to learn how much strength. I had in me, you know, mm-hmm. also my wife, you know, when, when, when she was at the lowest last year, you know, through her, through her sickness, I said, Grace, you gotta, you gotta walk, you gotta walk. We're gonna, we're gonna go to the end of the world, turn around and come back. Mm-hmm. Are you walking, you know? And so, yeah, those circles, man, they get, they get very close, very small, mm-hmm. you know? Who, who is your wife to you? How would you describe her? My hero. She's my hero. I will give my life to this woman. Because she has been there always. 
She has been there believing in me when I never did. You know, she was there when I would come home from work and I was broken from the anxiety and depression. And she always had something nice to say. She always pushed me, you know, to find myself. And she always says, I saw you before you saw yourself. You know, my wife is my hero. Wow, that's incredible. Final final thought for today's episode, and this is a question that I ask all of our guests that come on the show, and that is, who or what are you grateful for today? I'm grateful for everything I went through. Every single bit. From my foster parents, my parents, my cousin, at the time, my wife, my ex-wife, the jail time, my homelessness, anxiety and depression. I'm grateful because they built me. They made me resilient. They made me excited. They made me to want to keep walking till there's no road and probably I would start building an <laughs> extra road. <laughs> Took it further, you know, and 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 gratitude to be able to 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 you know pass on what I learned and help as many as I can. And when I see those eyes reigniting, you know, it's like yeah, welcome home. Huh. You know? And um, and I'm grateful to you, you know, to to allowing me to to speak, you know, and uh, I really I really. Truly, I'm grateful for that, and thank you from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate you know? it. I think it's, um, you know, there are a couple of things that happened today, which I, I'm a huge believer that there's no coincidence in life. I think everything mm-hmm. happens for a reason, as long as we choose it to give it a reason. And this morning, I wrote an article, and it was titled, Creating Meaningful Experiences. And as part of that article, what I ended up mentioning was I had an experience prior to an event that we had in New York City. And it was an experience that I had with one of my friends where I was able to understand her on a deeper level. She went through similar forms that you and I have, different forms of uh, abuse in, in her past from her parents. And you know what it made me realize was that prior to that moment, I was looking for that perfect venue to host this event that was going to be for that next weekend but as i was writing this article it made me realize this that the perfect venue is the one that's created between the people it's the space that's already there it's the time that's already there it's the energy that's already there and yet i think sometimes the society wants us to think differently and that Mm -hmm. is you need to go out there you need to find this beautiful space with chandeliers everywhere and all this food and all but really it's it's here it's the space that you and i share because we give each other permission to be vulnerable we give each other the strength we give each other the courage and encouragement to share our stories absolutely and that's it can't be more powerful than that absolutely that's perfection right Mm -hmm. that is the perfection yeah Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. And 
if you thrive to always find yeah, the best, the, the perfect space, the perfect this and the perfect that, you ain't going to do shit because yeah. you're never going to find it, mm-hmm. right? But as soon as you do that and you create that perfection with the people and what we share and what we do, it's everywhere. It's right here. Yeah. Right, right in front it. of us. And it's Absolutely. always, and that's what I think, that's what I want to communicate through this is that it's always in front of us. Always right there. The whole concept, of, I think, of being three feet away from gold, I think instead of looking at it from that point of view and thinking that there is gold that you have to chase, it's already here. You're already mm. living in gold. You're already in this presence, in this energy, in this venue with another or other beings. 100%. I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why it gets you to get through things. Yeah. You're not waiting. When I get through this, then I'm going to feel like that. And then my life is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. No. Life is okay right now. Just have a look at it. Yeah. You know, stop looking at the two bricks in the wall. Mm-hmm. There's a big wall. Mm-hmm. You know, you ain't going to put a picture on two bricks. You need a wall, and you got it. We all got it. Mm-hmm. You know, as bad as things that happen, and they do unfortunately happen, some of them perhaps shouldn't. I absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. But they do. That's what so. they, that's what teaches you. That's what builds your character. And, you know, there's so many lessons that you mentioned through sharing your story. I mean, building character, defining your community, helping you understand who you are, helping mm-hmm. you understand where you are, all of those uh, yeah. questions I don't think would be present for you to ask had you not been in any of those instances and you were literally forced to slow down and say, hey, what's happening? Yeah, absolutely. And that's why that's why when you said, what are you grateful for? All of those things, mm-hmm. for all of them, all the people involved and everything. Mm-hmm. Because they taught you all this stuff. They taught you to be able to keep going and to constantly check in. And of course, when you are in that, when I was in that situation, I couldn't see it because you're right in it. Yeah. You know, eventually you learn to step away from the wall mm-hmm. and rather than, than being too close and you don't see nothing and you're fogged up and you mm-hmm. can't see where am I, where, step away. Okay, take a breath, step away, have a look. You know, a lot of people that I work with, um, you know, through shamanic practices that I do as well and, and things like that, uh, they they don't want to see their shadows. Oh no no no, it, it was it was a bad it was a bad day. It's all these shadows. I'm like the shadows are the best thing. There wouldn't be a masterpiece in this world if wasn't if the artist wasn't able to work with their shadows. Yeah. You know, and we all have them. Yeah. Embrace them and bring the light in there and create your own picture, your own masterpiece, you know, and use all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's there for you. Use mm-hmm. So grab those colors and chuck them on that canvas and paint your masterpiece, you know, because one day we will be, every single one of us will be on that rocking chair. Mm-hmm. And realize that life is actually good, and he always was, you know. And um, whatever people believe in God, Buddha, whatever it is, spirit, 
energy we always looked after you know we always are looked after mm-hmm. and we usually you know get to understand it in the end mm-hmm. where if you if you're able to understand it along the way excitement happiness purpose you know um, and I'm sure you hear that all the time. I don't know what my purpose is, you know. Mm-hmm. Man, it's right there. What do you think your purpose is? You know, it's within you. Just a matter yeah. of time of defining and refining and it over time. Totally, and share it. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you feel when you get up in the morning? You know, do you hate the job you're going? Do you want to stay another ten minutes in bed? I'm like a spring, <laughs> like I'm, I'm out. I want to share. I want to be. Who can I help? You know, sometimes I spend days on Facebook or Instagram looking for that person. You know, mm-hmm. uh, working with with some uh, people here, psychologists and and counselors. You know, sometimes we share stories about people we work with, and I always say, please give me your worst case, please. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to, I want to meet the person, you know, because I love that now. Mm-hmm. It's why it's it's my repayment to what life gave me and all these things. So, mm-hmm. uh, and when you get lost, GPS game. Mm-hmm. Where am I right now? Where am I going? Why am I going there? Mm-hmm. And how get there? Simple as that. Mm-hmm. I do that four times a year now. You know, or when when life <laughs> gives me the nudge and say, "Hey, dude, you, I think you got to check on your GPS, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you go wrong direction." You know, because life ain't never sorted out. You never, it's never going to be perfect, like you were saying before, right? Mm-hmm. It's a constant adjustment and never-ending tweaking and rebalancing, and, and which makes it fun. Yeah. Yeah. Rodolfo, how do people find you and what are some things that you have coming up that people can possibly be a part of? Okay, so my uh, website or um, place where they can find me to have a chat to me, uh, they find me on Rodolfo dot, uh, sorry, RodolfoDeAngeli.com mm-hmm. um, and they find me on Instagram, RodolfoDeAngeli or at RodolfoDeAngeli on Facebook, um, RodolfoDeAngeli Coaching um, I'm putting together my first ever workshop, which I'm super excited about. So I didn't release, I didn't put anything out there, but it's gonna it's gonna come um, hopefully this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, it'll be early next year. And the program or the goal for me would be to do one here in Melbourne and one in LA. Um, so love to put that together. So that's coming. And, um, and I'm uh, creating my um, online um, course for people mm-hmm. to step by step go from where they are, finding out where they are, to where they want to go and, and the why and, and how to get there. So a little bit of projects in my, in my pipeline. But yeah, well, you want to reach out, have a chat, RodolfoDeAngeli.com. Instagram at Rodolfo DeAngeli and Facebook Rodolfo DeAngeli Coaching. And um, it will be an absolute pleasure and honor to serve anybody who reaches out. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you, Thank you, so you for much. sharing your, 
experience and everything that you've gone through it because as you mentioned earlier in your in this episode we can only learn from not only ourselves but others and so it only makes sense for us to share our own lived experience and the things that we've Uh, gone through absolutely absolutely and what is it robert um warren buffett says it's good to learn from mistake but it's a hell of a lot easier to learn from someone else's mistakes right (laughs) true very true (laughs) yeah cool Thank you so much, my man. I, I really appreciate you, brother, and to give me this space and to speak to you. And I saw your stuff online, and you're an amazing man that I'm truly, truly blessed to have met and hopefully uh, meet in person one day soon. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't done so already, feel free to subscribe to our monthly newsletter so you can receive all of the latest episodes, featured stand-up and speak-up stories, and ways you can be involved with Overcoming Odds. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll look forward to having you next week.